This is Susene Pa'a Star Trek, where we talk about Seth MacFarlane's The Orville, a uplifting remix of Star Trek. Yeah, this episode is called Into the Fold. Dr. Finn, her children, and the an- well, the synthetic life form, Isaac, crash on an unknown planet where the natives have descended into cannibalism and genophagia. Probably more genophagia than actual cannibalism, though. If I knew what that word meant, I would agree with you. It's when you eat sapient aliens. Ah, okay. So, purely a sci-fi word. Well, I mean, if, if you're in a D&D party full of dwarves and you're the human and you get stuck in a cave and the dwarves eat the human i think that would be genophagia okay not cannibalism that's fair that's fair and along those lines this episode reminds me a little bit of an enterprise episode called impulse where there's a ship of vulcans who have some sort of toxic fuel mineral that is turning them all basically into horror movie zombies much like the plague people on this planet man zombies were so big in the early aughts it makes me think of of the next generation episode disaster where the enterprise gets hit with like a subspace thing and picard is stuck in an elevator with three children and he tries to like lead them like they're starfleet officers and that does not work that's a great episode in that way it's a bit like the ascent in ds9 where quark and odo get stranded on a barely habitable l-class planet and they have to deal with each other and get over each other's differences <laughs> Yeah. It took me a second, but it, it has elements of the original series episode, Miri, where Kirk, Spock, and McCoy find a perfect copy of Earth, except that in the 60s, a virus that was supposed to make everyone live forever keeps kids from aging and murders everyone else with, like, face lesions and stuff. So this is the same kind of apocalyptic bio-outbreak bio deal. That's a good catch with the virus connection also. Surprisingly enough, if you remember in this episode, Dr. Finn's captor keeps telling her that this is safe. And I'm pretty sure the writers are riffing off of the Firefly episode titled Safe, where a doctor gets kidnapped while somebody needs treatment. And there's a bunch of flashbacks dealing with the Tam children. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sounds about right. That episode's very much about the doctor, how he deals with these people and dr claire finn in this episode gets a similar broad range of activity here yeah she she gets a kind of focus that i have honestly been waiting on her the actress's name is penny johnson gerald and i recognized her from deep space nine but she's been in a lot yeah she's uh cassidy bates yates 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 i recognize her from castle where she is the police chief for the first season second season okay does she get murdered? No, uh, she might replace the guy that gets murdered. Oh, okay. I kind of figure someone got murdered, though. All right. It's a murder show. Absolutely, yeah. But but she's 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 had recurring roles in ER, Grace Under Fire, 24, ER. I watched the first couple seasons, and then I just kind of, kind of got bored. I avoided it for the same reason I avoided 24. Yeah? Yeah, it's just everybody likes it. It sounds good, but it's like there it's an overwhelming huge investment. Like I'm willing to make that investment for something limited like Firefly, but what we need is a substantive Penny Johnson Gerald based rating system for these series that tells us how good she is in them. Because even though here she gets so many axes of acting, like paternal crisis, she gets like desperate survival stuff, she gets action, she gets despair. She gets that uh, nice emotional connection at the end. Yeah, yeah. She has. She opens up to Isaac, um, whereas she was kind of annoyed by him before. Yeah, and yet you're not impressed. I just, I just don't think she sells it. She goes through a lot of different suits 
acting-wise, and none of them quite seemed to fit. I think she uh, mentioned something along those lines in an interview about the episode where she had to make out with Yafit, where the director kept telling her she needed more tongue, and she's like, I'm giving a lot of tongue. Then when she watched it afterwards, she's like, yeah, I need more tongue. <laughs> I was just trying to decide whether or not I should mention that final axis we get in, the, I think, the next episode, which I don't want to, like, I think that's Cupid's Arrow. It's a bold move, but... Um, that one's kind of played for comedy. And, you know, to be fair, I try to think about Seth MacFarlane performing these same axes of, of feeling and of acting in an episode, and I couldn't imagine him playing one of those straight, much no, less he has two of those. Great comedic timing, all of them. and he's great at playing a collected, upbeat guy. But, yeah, even thinking back over his cartoon shows, I don't remember any, like, genuinely like sorrowful moments for his characters it's all comic yeah and i think that's it's like a, a crutch where you can say hey look i am trying to be serious here's me trying to be serious and if you fail you fail but if you undercut it by being funny then you've never tried but people still laugh and you can say it's successful i respect this series for trying even if the performance didn't come out at the high level we'd hoped for with someone with Penny Johnson-Gerald's acting credentials. And I really appreciate they gave her this broad range of emotional expressions, because even if they didn't come out exactly the way you or I would want them to, they are giving the writers a palette to see where the ground is fertile and where they need to uh, work a little bit more on direction. Write stories that fit what all of these characters can do, whether it's Claire Finn or, or Isaac, our other lead here. So he's written to be a superior life form like Data. Yeah. Like a smart data? He's a little quicker on the uptake, it seems. He's better at being a robot and worse at being human, I'd say. Like, he offers to delete Claire's children. I don't think Data would do that. <laughs> fair point, fair point. Data always has that basket of morality because he was made by humans. Whereas Isaac has the same attitude I have towards pets, where you can just destroy them and get new ones. <laughs> but I guess that's not what people like to hear in a TV show. Well, let's get a cat. <laughs> so yeah, he's... He's very different. He seems to be more deeper into that role. And his mission is to find out more about humanity. But he's always played as just being smarter and better than everybody else. Yeah, and I'd really like to see more dimensions to him. It's sort of the same way we got to see more dimensions from Claire here. We see it is difficult to act from under a helmet, but there are still emotions oh, yeah. going on inside Isaac, even if they aren't as obvious as the ones Data shows. Like, he's getting impatient. His hand emotions are great. Oh, he wasn't even paying attention. Um, they're very distinctive in the way he holds himself. Uh, just, like, stiff roboting? Not just in, in how he stiff robots, but in the way he holds himself, and the way he moves. It is, there's a a slight cock to his elbows, an angle to his wrists, which sounds like I'm just making stuff No, I recognize up. what you're talking about. But, yeah, like, especially whenever he disengages from the younger kid and the hand-holding, and then when he chooses to do it again, there there's a very consistent posturing to how he places himself in default modes, which is to some extent off-the-shelf robot, but I think which is self-consistent enough to, to give Isaac himself some character. So there's a cartoon show where it doesn't really matter which one it is, but whenever one character would get angry or instead of having like a visual or verbal tick even they would cut to a picture of her car with the windshield mm -hmm. wiper going and it would be pretty amazing if they with isaac showed some of his internal emotions not with any big gestures but with like subtle changes in the way he holds his arms or just his stance that would be <laughs> great if they did something and were consistent about it and made it visible to the viewer yeah 
I mean, give him, I don't know, cooling fans on his back or <laughs> little like CPU fans somewhere, like a little worrying background. I don't know, just something, man, something visual that we can get. Need anything big is obvious for the audience to get. Like when he sticks his hand into the fire in this episode and the kid says, must be nice not to feel pain. Isaac doesn't answer. That's subtle. I don't think a lot of viewers would pick up on that, but it shows that there's something going on that Isaac does feel pain. And I'd love to see that developed later. Maybe having something to do with Isaac studies humanity. Maybe it's a Borg thing where if they're separated from the collective for too long, they start getting distress. Just something. Yeah, some analogous human physiological psychological malady that, that just humanizes Isaac a bit. Because he kind of pops down here and starts being a great parent, which maybe I'm jumping ahead here unless you wanted to get right into it. But he, he seems to be right, and Dr. Finn seems to be a bad parent. I'm going to say, I don't think he's right. I think the kids are just sufficiently scared that they're not going to piss him off. I don't know. I mean, obviously they trust him to take care of them, but like when they're arguing over the video game, he shoots the video game and says, we're never going to speak of it again. He's basically shocking them. And it wasn't all that effective at the time. Granted, there were a couple other moments where the kids did just shut up and do what he wanted for no apparent reason, but they're in a life or death situation. And having not brought like eight-year-olds into a life-or-death situation, I do not know what a reasonable expectation is. Yeah, that's fair. And I think most of us wouldn't. The thrust of the episode seems to be that choosing to be a single parent is terrible and you need a dad. And I think that's implicit, and I think it's really a strange lesson to have in the year of our Lord 2017. I would qualify that. Ben yells at her kids, but she doesn't give them any kind of consequences. She says, leave the video game behind, and then she instantly relents. And then she just sort of yells at her kids a lot after that, and they never, it doesn't do anything. She's tried absolutely nothing as a parent, and it isn't working. And then Isaac rolls up, says the exact same thing, and they just listen to him, shoots the video game, and therefore resolves the video game problem. There are zero video game-based problems after he shoots it. And then he also starts shooting the bad guys to protect these kids, when Dr. Finn, who is a doctor, can't even save her son from generic space virus. Incidentally, I really wish they had given Isaac multiple guns. He has two hands. He's not using one of them. Yeah, and they have like eight guns in the shuttle pod. <laughs> right. So that's a real good question. It's interesting that you characterized the main thrust of the episode as you need a dad to have a working family. I would tweak that to you need support to have a family. Lamar. Finn at the beginning was hoping that Lamar would help with the kids because he's great with the kids. And in a later episode, we'll see that he really does have a better rapport with the kids than Isaac or Finn does. It's not a major thing, but... It's, it's something. Right. And it's, I think, supposed to show that the rest of the crew, the ones that Finn doesn't call drunks anyway, are <laughs> are helping her. That it's uh, it takes a village to raise a kid. I like that message, and that is a good message which you could get from this. You do have to reach a little bit. They do not make it easy to pull good messages out of this. Oh, unless you are, in fact, like an eight-year-old kid, in which case the be nice to your single mom lesson is very apparent and very close to the surface. Yeah, if, if it's a kid watching this, they may view this completely separately. I, I believe that I as a kid would hate these two kids for just being so... I mean, the littler kid's somewhat nicer. The older kid is, is unsympathetic, I think, from a child's perspective. Maybe I'm romanticizing. Mm-hmm. I can't really speak to that. I do appreciate that they yeah. have decent child okay. actors for this. Like, neither of them are terrible. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely bought both of these kids, yeah. I also appreciate how these two kids and the parallel to Firefly work into my time-traveling space Jesus theory for Lamar. 
Although the parallel does change it from Lamar being Wesley to the younger brother, whose name I can't remember. There's that great, you're going to be grounded for like 10 years. You're going to be an old man by the time you come out of your room line. And you're saying it's like a, a foreshadowing for some sort of time jump? I think it's foreshadowing for one of them being stranded in a time jump. Like O'Brien and Kiko's kid. Uh, it was Molly. Whenever Molly. Yeah. I forget what it was called. It's one of those Torture O'Brien episodes that DS9 has at once a season. Yeah twice a season oh could we convert those torture o'brien episodes into torture isaac episodes just somehow (laughs) you were the one pitching an episode this week yeah uh i'm not going to pitch that episode or at least i do not think this is a torture o'brien thing so since we have this kind of spock mccoy relationship between finn and isaac and i think that could develop and if you remember the touching moment they had at the end where they're both framed against the engine and yeah it was a good shot yeah Finn welcomes Isaac to the family. I think it could become a Ilya Decker thing. <laughs> oh, you you've just piqued my interest. From the motion picture, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I'd like to do is a Spock's brain episode with the Picard Crusher mind link from whatever episode they both got kidnapped and had that thing installed in the uh, Attached, directed by Brandon Braga. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, sorry, Jonathan Frakes, Jonathan Frakes. Okay, I don't know exactly how to put them in this situation but having uh finn's body just lying somewhere would let us talk about patients rights making decisions about an unresponsive body and where the kids aren't really qualified to be making decisions i don't know much about these issues this is i have heard something about them lately in the news so it seems topical it's it's always topical to remind parents to be responsible instead of living wills and whatnot yeah since Into the Fold was a kidnapping episode, I don't want to make it a kidnapping episode like the original series and TNG episodes were. I'd rather see it as some sort of super science collaboration between Isaac and Finn. Maybe they're trying to solve a plague somewhere. Maybe they're trying to solve the plague here, even. And it just goes mm-hmm. wrong, and it ends up with Finn's brain in the tank. During this, okay, yeah, it could be because of government appearance, bureaucrat- bureaucratic snarls, politicking, I don't Anything that makes the tops sense their brains are connected, that would let us explore Isaac's backstory, his reasons for his race being interested in the Union. And I'd like those reasons to be similar to how Data was analyzing the Federation fleet in Conspiracy. So Finn notices he's been watching uh, fleet movements, but then she also realizes that he's correlating these movements with like people's food preferences. So she stops caring about it. The viewer stops caring about it. It just seems funny, like Isaac's trying to understand humans, but it's secretly dark. Because it sounds like there's two concepts of uh, Finn's brain in a jar, kind of melding with Isaac's. Yes. And then like this different thing where she notices a pattern to Isaac's behavior, possibly as a result of that. I was going to throw in a third TNG episode, but I can't remember what it is. You know, I would say that, you know, if, if we were to yes and that, <laughs> if I were to build on that, I would say you can also make it an episode about credibility. Why is one person credible? Why is another person uh, not credible? I mean, it's the, the Me Too movement is topical right now. One person says something, another person says, hey, look, here's, here's something else. Why do we believe one person over another? What makes them credible? What are those essential elements? And are they... Are those actually good metrics, and are we abiding by them consistently? So if Claire were to say, hey, look, I've been inside Isaac's mind, and they're like, well, you exchange data with Isaac's positronic network from your own brain. It's not the same as a mind link. You know some things, you have some impressions, but, you know, Isaac monitoring fleet movements is just a thing he might do, like counting sheep for us. And so 
Isaac's considered credible for reasons, uh, Dr. Finn's considered credible for not credible for other reasons, and also vice versa. Different people believe different axes of this. Should you tell Isaac about it? If you tell Isaac about it, can he cover it up? So how the captain handles the investigation into what could be a sensitive, dangerous incident on the, the word of one person, one crew member, I think there's a lot to unpack there and a way to explore how the crew interacts and, and trusts with each, trusts each other. Yeah, it's an opportunity um, to also establish how the Orville handles uh, privacy rights. Exactly. And you don't need to have a member of the crew sexually assault another member or do anything like that. You can do it with the allegory of this alien is seems to be doing something weird, according to one person who saw him maybe uh, when he had his guard down. That works. The It gives the rest of the cast stuff to do. Anyway, that, that's our pitch for an oral episode <laughs> we'd like to see. So, And that's kind of the end of our episode here. So um, until we get a good sign-off.